Hi, this is Haley Beebe, the Carveline Color Admin. Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Janus. All right, here we go, Paul. Another day, another dollar here on the Carveline Tech Service Podcast. Unfortunately... You didn't send me any pictures of mopeds this week? No, no no fodder for this week. Did you ever graduate to a motorcycle? No. I, fortunately, I was smart enough. I knew how I, uh, I knew my responsibility level on the moped, and I knew that I am not a good candidate for a motorcycle and a long life. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, overrated. Yeah. So you're not going to be one of those like old guys like John Travolta and stuff in like that Wild Hogs movie that they're. Uh... I didn't say that, but I, I at this point, <laughs> oh, like you could graduate. Yeah. Your, your your desire to live could lessen, is what you're saying. That's right. That's All right. right. You know, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Just go to a shopping mall, man. <laughs> anyway, so we're continuing our wastewater series uh, this week. We're going to have uh, Brian Cheshire on. Don't have to make a dirty joke to come up with his name. <laughs> Brian, how's it going? Hey, doing good, Jack. And before we start, I wanted to clear the air and, and establish the fact that I have never ridden on a moped in my life. So there will not be any pictures surfacing of me on one. That's good. Just because you haven't done it doesn't mean that we won't be able to get a picture of it, though. Yeah, Photoshop. <laughs> Photoshop. Now now we're just going to have to. For yeah. The, you know, yeah. I, you are lucky, Paul. It was a short week. It was Thanksgiving. So I didn't quite work out with the content team, the picture of you on a moped for the social media post. (laughs) Yeah, I was fortunate. I was happy of that. I I was watching to know. I didn't know when it might drop. I was watching for one. Yeah, I thought I'd take it easy on you. I don't know why. I don't know. It's it's because you you had half the week off. When it's an easy target, you just kind of feel bad like you're picking on somebody or something. So, Brian, the last time you were on, we uh, discussed different corrosion mechanisms and that happened throughout the wastewater collection system. Today, we kind of wanted to swing back around and talk a little bit about the substrates that you'll find within a wastewater collection system, mainly because uh, you did a presentation recently uh, with Contactor Connect through Paint Square uh, that's still available online. And uh, that was one of the questions you got, right? Yeah, it was. really highlighted, I think, the importance of covering that. You know, as we talked about corrosion mechanisms, we've talked about the treatment process. You know, I, th- I thought it would definitely add some value to talk about some of the different substrates that you may encounter in a wastewater treatment plant. Yeah. So, Brian, in episode 147, we talked a little bit about SSPC Technology Guide 27, which is a lot about coating concrete in wastewater treatment systems. So, let's talk a little bit about that. But but briefly, it is the most used substrate in this area, but go ahead and give us an overview of the concrete. Yeah, you know, as you alluded to, you know, concrete is is used prevalently in this environment. You know, I I think there's a number that says 80 80 to 85 percent of the structures in a a treatment plant are concrete. You know, and, and there's many reasons for that, you know. First of all, concrete is a very economical building material. It provides some very good properties, you know, things like high compressive strength. The thing is about concrete is, you know, the properties of it, the physical properties of it can vary by the, the mixed design. You know, you've got in concrete, you've got some basic ingredients. You've got, you know, fine aggregates, coarse aggregates, water, cement, air, and then add mixtures. And those can be used in various percentages. And 
how those are used and in what percent can can definitely affect some of the physical properties. Sure. So you definitely want to make sure, like we talked about previously uh, in that episode 147, and we talked about it way back when we did surface prep of concrete in episode 120. And uh, what you want to do there is just know that you want to follow NACE, SSPC. Um, it's NACE number six, SSPC, SP13. That's the okay. surface preparation of concrete. Uh, really, 95% of what you need to know is in that document. Yeah. So about the other 5%, I would say, is the surface profile uh, that we get with the CSP standards through iCry. So, Brian, along with concrete, what other types of substrates do you see? Like, what's our close second that we see in wastewater treatment facilities? So, also. You know, second to concrete would be steel, you know, and, and you see this in, you know, various places in, in a treatment plan in, in different structures. And this may be in, in an immersion situation, it could be, you know, atmospheric, or it even could be intermittent immersion in, in some situations. But the steel is used quite a bit, you know, because of the low cost of it, um, relatively speaking, when compared to other, other metals. It's easy to fabricate, but some things to understand about it is, you know, very susceptible to corrosion. You know, steel is always trying to revert back to its natural state. Or, and there's a statistic out there with, you know, talks about steel and talks about the corrosion rate. And they estimate that about 10 mils per year are lost in, in a lot of wastewater environments if, if the steel is left uncoated. Sure. And if you think about that, that 10 mils is comparable to like a business card, if you, if you think about yeah. it. And that's that's a huge amount of steel to just be reverting back to its iron ore in the um, just in a year. Right. Because normally, you know, we're looking at a lot of surfaces that are, you know, frequently, you know, three eighths to half, half inch is the starting thickness of these. So when you're losing a measurable percentage of that every year, you're not going to get the 30 and 40 and 50 and 100 year lives that they're hoping to get out of these structures when they build them. The only way we get those kind of life cycles is by having a properly applied and maintained coating system on these steel and concrete structures. Yeah, and we do that by interrupting the corrosion cell. And we talk about that in episode 118. So if you want to go back and listen to the conversation about the corrosion cell and what happens to steel in that situation. That's a really great episode. All right, here we are. Another month and another commercial. This month, we want to talk to you about our Rust Bond PS. It's a brand new product. Uh, It's a year-round primer sealer. As you know, in the past, we had a Rust Bond and a Rust Bond FC for fast cure. That FC was for the winter. Well, now uh, you have Rust Bond PS and you could use it year-round. It penetrates rust. It wicks under edges of old coatings and creates an adhesive shell for top coat application. That's the Rust Bond PS and go ahead and check it out. So Brian, after steel, what comes next? So I would say these next few in no particular order, you know, the first of those being ductile iron. And you see this used a lot in water and wastewater transmission pipes and fittings. And not getting into the metallurgical process of how ductile iron pipe is made, the thing to understand about it is it's different than steel. You know, this material is pretty resilient. It has high tensile strength, has very good durability. And there may be situations where it's going in immersion, you know, in a fault or in a structure, um, or you could have some above ground. But I would say probably one of the biggest, I guess, misnomers out there is, is, is you see a lot of uh, contractors trying to address the surface prep of ductile iron very similar to how they would address steel. And it's important to understand, as I mentioned before, this is a very different material. You know, one of the most important things to know here, National Association of Pipe Fabricators, NAPF, 
they have their own set of standards for doing surface prep on ductile iron piping. And they do run in alignment with some of the SSPC and NACE standards, but there's some unique differences in each one of them. And I feel like this could be a whole episode in and of itself, ductile iron pipe and and the the surface prep, the cleaning, the manufacturing. We need to find somebody that's an expert in that that we can talk with because like NAPF 500 is a series and, you know, they have a solvent cleaning hand tool, power tool, and then abrasive blast standards. So the NAPF 500 is really the spec that you're going to be looking for if you have to do surface prep on ductile iron. Absolutely. And, and that's just because that chemical makeup of the ductile iron is so different than steel. There's uh, some different things that can happen if you treat it exactly the same way that could be adverse to your coating system. And then after ductile iron, it looks like uh, they're are sometimes non-ferrous metals that we have to take in consideration, whether that's galvanized, aluminum, or stainless steel. Brian, why don't you uh, touch base there? No, so, so when you get into a plant, I mean, you'll, you'll see various non-ferrous metals used, you know, anything from, you know, equipment, handrails, piping, and so on. And, and this could be galvanized surfaces, could be aluminum surfaces, and even could be stainless in some situations. And each of these have their own unique properties and advantages. But the thing you've got to understand with these is the surface prep of these types of metals is going to be different than ductile iron and ferrous metals. You know, you have to consider different abrasive types here. And you also have to have to consider, you know, some of the different standards, you know, whereas on steel, we're talking about SSPC, SP6 or 7, or SP10. For non-ferrous, we're going to be referring to SSPC, SP16 as a commonly used standard there. That's right. So I guess to kind of round out this topic, you know, there are some times where we run into some previously painted surfaces or, you know, non-metallic, non-concrete surfaces. You know, we got, there's a lot of plastic pipe in these kinds of facilities. Why don't you touch on those a little bit for us? Yeah, so, uh, you know, so in addition to these other other types of materials, you know, you'll get PVC, FRP, and, and, and other surfaces like that. And the important consideration to, to know with those is, you know, adhesion is going to be your primary concern here. So, you know, cleaning the surface and, and abrading when possible, but, but making sure that you're using a, a primer that has good tenacious bonding characteristics, you know, that can stick to these hard-to-stick-to surfaces. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than uh, trying to coat PVC, to be perfectly honest, because yeah. uh, you have to walk the fine line with your adhesive primer uh, to not damage the PVC itself. So right. Right. Um, it, it can become, become a fun one. You know, if, if nobody's ever going to touch or run into that PVC pipe, <laughs> it's not as big of a deal. But um, it sticks fine as long as you don't look at it too hard. So, yeah, I think the thing that's important to remember as we talk about these different substrates and the different challenges that they bring is that that's why it's always part of a coating recommendation. We will ask you what the substrate is because different coatings will fare better in different services with different substrates. That's right. And so we always want to make sure that we're giving you the winning solution at Carboline. And we, uh, that usually means we're going to interrogate you a little bit when you call in. We've said on the show before a lot that everything matters. Uh, this is just a, another clue about how much everything matters. So Brian, thank you very much for coming on and talking about these substrates. Not a problem. Thank you guys for having me again. All right. Well, uh, look forward to seeing Brian again at the beginning of the new year. So I guess, Brian, uh, until next year. And boy, can we not wait for that next year? (laughs) Can we just uh, take the dumpster fire that is 2020 and throw it out the window? That's right. That's right. Wait, how does one throw a dumpster fire out the window? (laughs) That was a singing symbol for crickets. Oh, hold on.
Oh, that's the wrong, wrong one. one. <laughs> but I like that one better because it was my joke. Should be a green one for crickets, huh? Well, that one kind of works. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, for Paul and Brian, I'm Jack. We'll see you next week, guys. And so, for the Carbolon Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And... We'd, We'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for, for your support. support.